All right, let's open our Bibles, please, to Proverbs chapter 29, the book of wisdom, Proverbs. Jesus is the Word of God and the wisdom of God. Proverbs chapter 29, and we're going to begin reading in verse 20. We'll read responsively through the end of the chapter, verse uh, 27. Proverbs 29 and verse 20, and shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word, Proverbs 29, verse 20. Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words, there is more hope of a fool than of him. He that delicately bringeth up his servant from a child shall have him become his son at the length. An angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Whoso is partner with a thief hateth his own soul, he heareth cursing and berayeth it not. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but every man's judgment cometh from the Lord. An unjust man is an abomination to the just, and he that is upright in the way is abomination to the wicked. So if you look back at verse 25, uh, I'd recommend you memorizing this verse, very easy. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So this could relate to the application, if you're afraid of men, other men, it brings a snare, but what this is saying is just the fear of a man traps him. The fear of a man uh, snares him. And so tonight we want to look at this. This is very helpful for me. Um, I get attacked. I've been attacked by the spirit of fear. I think everybody has it sometime. Uh, so we want to talk about tonight limited freedom. And uh, I'm not sure how bombastic this will be. You never know. But I want to give you some things that has really helped me from God's Word. Uh, if we're free, why not have all of it? And a lot of times we think we're free, but it's very limited. So uh, let's talk about this tonight. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. Uh, we need your help. We yield your spirit. We realize that in our weakness, thy strength is made perfect. And thy grace is always sufficient. We pray that you would use this time to help us to understand uh, fear is just a spirit. Does it even exist? Is it even real? Could it even be an illusion? What is fear? Help us to understand it and know how to deal with it by trusting in thee. We pray that you'd give us courage and to be like Joshua, you told him, be of a good courage. Fear not. Be of a good cheer. Let not thy heart be afraid. We pray that you'd use this time to help us and help us to contemplate this very important aspect of life. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Um, limited fear... Uh, I'm going to give you some illustrations tonight, but one that comes to mind is if there's any tension 
this is going to limit what God wants to do. So some people may call it relax. Uh, it's much more than that. We want to let go of uh, tension in our life, physical tension, mental tension, spiritual tension. Uh, I can really uh, relate to this because when you play the piano, if you tighten your shoulders, you're going you're gonna to tense. If I do this, which I'm not any good no matter what I do, if I do this, my fingers don't work right. If, if you do this, your elbows don't work right, your wrists tighten up, your fingers tighten up, you have to be let go. And so this is very important. We understand this physically. You get a pinched nerve, you get a pulled muscle, some type of a strain, uh, and people harbor tension in certain parts of their body. Uh, they get very tight, and so this restricts movement. It restricts, really, freedom. So Christ came to give us life and life more abundantly, and life is freedom. No restrictions, no limitations, because he gave us this freedom to serve him, not to be a, a slave to sin. And so if we have true freedom, it is open. There is no constriction, no restriction, no limitations put upon us. God has opportunity to do whatever he wills in our life. So I want you to think about if there's any limitation, any way in your mind, in your soul, in your body, it's not real freedom. It's not complete freedom. There may be a partial freedom. And so the Bible tells us that the fear of man in our life bringeth a snare. Fear traps us. It limits us. It restricts us. It keeps us in one place so that we do not have this ability to move freely with God. And it it limits what God wants to do through us. Uh, I don't know. Is it true the Dead Sea is dying up, drying up? I, I've heard that. The Dead Sea is uh, drying up. That's a whole another illustration. But the word snare, this is, uh, the word is a noose. The noose for catching animals. It's a trap. And it's very cruel, merciless. Uh, we have tried many ways on our property to eliminate the predators. They have uh, come up with this idea where you, uh, you seatbelt yourself into a helicopter. They've got double-aught, 10-gauge buckshot. They try to fly down and shoot the coyotes. Uh, one guy ran into a power line. I know you probably heard about that a few years ago. Two men were killed. Uh, they try to use cyanide poisoning. That's hard to get. Uh, and then uh, calling them in, shoot them, and then snares. And so these snares, it's, you know, it's cruel, cruel trap that once they get in it and pull, the harder they pull, the tighter it gets. And so I want you to think about that. Fear 
the more we focus on fear, the worse it gets. The more we dwell on it, the worse it gets. And so we live in a day where people want an easy fix. They want a treatment, a massage, a chiropractic adjustment. They want to drink something to let go. They want to take some, ingest some pill or some substance to let go. They want some special, mysterious secret. But the truth is this. God made the body to heal itself. I know a lot of people don't like this. And God made the solution through the green herb of the field. And God gave us the ability within. If we would just understand this, through mind-body integration, the answer is within us, not of pride or idolatry. God gave us this uh, ability. The body heals itself. You know, I, I get really tired of people saying, this will never heal. Yeah, it can heal. God can do anything. Right. Uh, the body is, ma we're made in the image of God. It's miraculous. It can happen. But did, did you know there's a place you can put your intent in your body and you will not feel anything? So the, the brain has no sensory perceptors. You, if you know, it's not, and I love that verse, uh, Isaiah 26, 3, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. If you know where to put your intent of your mind focus, of your meditation, God will keep you in perfect peace. So when this spirit of fear comes in, will we focus on the fear? It will always get worse. Have you noticed people that talk about their problems, they never go away? People that magnify their problem and dwell on it and complain and woe is me, it always gets worse and worse and worse. But if you put your trust in the Lord, you'll be set free. If you know where to think, how to think, it's, uh, it's an amazing, simple victory. You know, the, the uh, solutions to life are very simple. It's, it's right here in this book. <laughs> People don't want it. They won't read it. They don't want to believe it. They don't want to um, apply it. So you can have a physical snare. Very sad. You know, we, we know two people that were sentenced to long prison terms this past couple weeks. Very sad. Uh, it's very, very sad. I think about it all the time. They have lost their freedom. Now they can move around inside there, but they've lost freedom. And so a lot of people, that's what they've done in their body. Uh, the organs can't function properly. And so the immunity of our body comes from the organs of our body. And so a lot of people, rather than wanting to nourish the organs of their body to have good immunity and good health, they want some outside stimuli or treatment, and it doesn't work. It may be short-term, but it's not long-term. If you can get your kidneys healthy, if you can get your spleen healthy and your lungs, and if you can get your liver cleaning the blood properly and your 
the grease out of your gallbladder, you will build your immunity. But people don't like to hear these things. They want to know, what can I take? Where can I go? What treatment is there? Now, the answers in you and the fear in, that you allow when it comes in to dwell on it, it snares us. So there are physical snares, a noose, a trap, a jail cell, a prison. There are also spiritual snares. And this is what we want to talk about. In Proverbs 18, 7, it says, A fool's mouth and his lips are the snare of his soul. When a fool talks, it brings him into a spiritual trap. Proverbs 22, 25, Make no friendship with an angry man, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Angry people got a lot of people, other people put in prison. You just think back in your life, a lot of angry, bitter, cruel, violent people got a lot of people who weren't that way in big trouble. You know, I would, I would ask you to consider, unless you're married to them, well, man, it's quiet in here. If you ha do not be a friend with an angry person. Do not befriend short-tempered people. They can blow up at any time. It's a snare to the soul. If you love freedom, look at these principles. So the Bible says, and I want to read you this. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, uh, there's a great uh, verse, verse 12. And it says, For man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. So just like a bird hasteth to the snare, as Proverbs talks about, that's chapter 7, verse 23. In an evil time, men get snared. They get snared physically. They get snared spiritually. It can happen mentally. It can happen in the depths of the soul. So if we dwell on it, it's going to get worse. If you focus on it, it's going to get worse. What was that? Oh, never mind. Did you hear that? Yeah. Well, hey, when the sun goes down and it's just you and God, uh, and we have, I really admire this, the people here who live alone. I really admire you. I pray for you all the time. Uh, it's different when the sun goes down. Uh, you have no one to talk to, just you and God and your cat's not nice cat and, and uh, you try to pet it and it bites you um, wait what oh, probably my wife's watching this no no uh, no I'm, I, I wouldn't do that I love animals uh, but uh, when, when they bite you who are you going to talk to God who are you going to trust in God so he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee so not just what you think about, where do you put the focus of your life? This will give you the victory. 
So when we have spiritual snares, what does this do? It restricts movement. It limits our freedom. When we have tension, when things tighten up, you know, if you've ever been around somebody or something's starting to happen at work and you're going, it's starting to get a little tense in here. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, somebody will say something, this spirit, it's starting to get a little, uh, I, there's something buzzing. It's starting to get a little tight. Uh, if you focus on that, it's going to get worse. You will get bound by it, trapped by it. And so what will happen is you'll begin to shrink and swell up rather than let go and let things flow out. And we need freedom, complete freedom, not um, partial freedom. And so, you know, you think about if, if you start getting mad and you can think about what happens to you, something starts, you know, somebody's going to blow their top. No, I need to release a little steam. I, I need to vent. And so something will start, and all of a sudden it'll come, you'll start getting real tight in your jaw, you'll grit your teeth. You know, uh, so if, what is, is, that, is that helpful to your health? No. Is that spiritual? Oh, yeah, very spiritual, the wrong one. So what do you got to do? Let it go. And I don't mean blow your top and take it out on somebody. Release the tension. Fear brings a snare. This works with uh, anxiety, works with stress, works with anger, works with grief, works with sorrow. All these different uh, emotions of life. But are they even real? You know, isn't it strange that we are controlled, most people, by their emotions? And it's not a creature it's not another human. It's just something that we feel. It's very strange how powerful emotions are. So if you tighten up, you know, if uh, like, so coffee, I think, is a vassal constrictor. Caffeine, I think I'm right on that. When, if you're not flexible and loose and you have an injury, the caffeine is going to travel in your body till it finds a constricted place and it's going to go into that injury and it's going to get worse. We, you know, I've, I've experienced it. If you have a lower hurt, I'd say like a lower back and you drink a lot of dark liquids and you don't have, balance it out with enough clear liquids, what's going to happen? Your back's going to get, is it going to get looser or tighter? Tighter. Every time, if you have a lot of carbohydrates and starches, your joints are going to blow up. You're going to think you have arthritis in the gout. Uh, it's going to go into an area where there's a slight injury. It's either going to tighten it up or it's going to blow it up. And it's the same thing. It's a, it's a restriction of the flow of energy or life. And so... What happens when somebody gets a hardening of the arteries or uh, what's a constricted artery? What's the word? Uh, I'll think of it. The platelets block your arteries. A lack of complete freedom to flow. And so we understand this, hopefully, physically. Now, 
That's why the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think you're afraid, you're afraid. If you think you're angry, you're angry. If you think you're sad, you're sad. So emotions are good, or we'd be a robot. You know, God made us in his image. We're supposed to have variety and feelings and emotion, but these things are not to be what dominates our life and controls our life. We need to be free. True freedom is without limitations. So fear, it's a constrictor, just like caffeine's a vassal constrictor. Fear is a spiritual constrictor, and it places limitations on us. Now, you could, um, I remember when we were uh, at Bible College in Chicago, we preached at Cook County Jail. You know, it's a big place. I never forgot it. It's across the highway from uh, Campbell Soup Factory. It'll make you think twice about eating Campbell Soup. Man, it's quiet in here. Uh, but anyway, and when we'd go by the Jay's Potato Chip Factory, you, you'd probably never want to eat a Jay's Potato Chip again. If you smelt the Dan Ryan all the way from Chicago to Indiana. Uh, but people would, uh, they were poor, they're freezing to death. It's in the winter. They would break the law hoping to get arrested. I was telling Brother Ramirez about this. So they would have warmth and food. They had uh, pinball, air hockey, uh, video games, foosball, all this stuff. And they, they would, and then when they'd get in there, did they have freedom? Oh, they could walk around. Yeah, they might be let out into the uh, basketball court every once in a while. And, and some of them thought, well, this is freedom. And I thought, no, it's not. You're locked up. Uh, and, and so a lot of Christians, though, they think they're free, but they're snared. You know why? Fear. They are afraid of something. So this is an exceeding anxiety um, that when the alarm goes off of, to warn of danger or possible danger, <coughs> they become afraid. And then what happens? They dwell on it. I don't know who came up with the saying, but it's true. Most of the things we worry about never happen. Almost all the things we're afraid of never happen. But the fear of the wicked shall come upon them. So freedom is the difference between death and life, between being a free man and becoming a slave to having complete freedom or being controlled by something. Now, we as Americans, uh, we love freedom, hopefully. You know, that, that's what America is all about. We don't want to live under a tyrant king who uh, gives taxation without representation. We want freedom. Now, if you're going to have complete freedom, you've got to know how to think where to dwell, put your intent, to understand and appreciate emotions. The only way to be, to, the reason to be afraid is to realize there could be something that is endangering me or my family. I need to see what it is. 
And once I see what it is, I need to take action quickly. I need to deal with it. But if it's just a spirit, if we dwell on it, it will snare us. If we dwell on him, it will Amen. go away. So the devil knows our weaknesses. Remember when Jesus Christ was tempted in the 40 days fasting in the wilderness. The devil came to him in his greatest weakness. He knew he was hungry. He said, turn that stone into a piece of bread. You deserve to eat. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The devil knows our weakness. He knows we are frail creatures of dust. Our life is but a vapor. It's like smoke. All these different things which we've looked at in the past. The devil wants to snare us. Now, isn't it sad you have free people, a free man, walking around, but invisibly and spiritually, they have a limited freedom. A limited, because if the truth was told, and if it was made known, they have a fear or many fears that they are dwelling on that is keeping the power of God from moving in their life. It's keeping the move of the Holy Spirit, the flow of the Holy Spirit. We are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are to be walking in the Spirit with God. But so often we forget. You can only think about one thing at a time. This is so easy. That's why people won't do it. Now, if you had a special documentary or a, uh, you know, one of these uh, sales pitches, are you afraid? Well, here's what you have to do. Buy this product and do this. And here's the, no, it's, it's, this is too easy. Don't dwell on it. Quit thinking about it. Be set free. It's, the question is, does it, is it, does it even exist? What is fear? You feel it. You sense it. Is there even anything to really be afraid of? Or is this just a spirit trying to ensnare us? Could be a danger. Investigate. Most of the time, it is not. Now, once you get spiritual discernment and you can recognize, you think, I think something's wrong. I need to check into this. There's nothing wrong with that. I need to check into this. I'm going to go check. I'm going to make sure that things are safe. But after that, if it continues, remember, the devil follows the path of least resistance. This is in uh, the book of James. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. All you have to do, resist but if, he, if it just keeps coming and we don't resist, it's going to keep coming. And it's going to keep coming and it's going to keep coming. And what will happen is that fear is no longer an alarm to trigger us. To, I need to check this out. Okay, it was nothing. No, it'll just keep coming when there's nothing. And so 
This is the, uh, what they call the fight or flight autonomic nervous system, which comes out of the, the neuro system of your body and uh, uh, comes out of your liver that, are you gonna fight or what's the other one? Are you gonna, uh, or run, right? No, hide. Fight, run, or hide, is that it? Yeah, fight, run, or hide. That's what they teach when there's a danger. So if you don't turn that off, it's always buzzing. And it's very annoying, by the way. And by the way, this has a lot to do with what they call tinnitus, where the ringing of the ears, uh, you know, I've had that. You know, once again, when you abuse your ears your whole life and you didn't wear earplugs or earmuffs and you're running heavy, loud power equipment, one day it's going to come back to get you. Uh, if you're young, I would not operate and always wear safety goggles. Boy, this is worth coming to church, isn't it? Always wear safety goggles and protect your ears. Um, and don't go out and burn your skin to get the bronze tan. When, when you're old, you'll regret it. It, it. You'll regret it. I can't tell you how bad you'll regret it. Uh, boy, that was worth coming uh, to church. So the fear of the Lord, what is it? Is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But so many people, they get intimidated and manipulated by a spirit, which is an emotion. Uh, I'll tell you a story. It's a really, really sad story. Uh, I think about this every once in a while. Um, I went to school with, uh, I guess I can say his name, a guy named Mark Pledger. Mark Pledger was the son of the largest Church of Christ pastor in Corpus Christi, Texas. The church was right beside the high school so here's the church big old massive church uh i don't know why they allowed it they had a smoking wing so you know here here we are. it's legal i had a smoking wing and so everybody's out there huffing and puffing and probably downwinds this big old church of christ but mark pledger was a very dignified honest man he was very petite but he could dribble a basketball i mean this guy could dribble a basketball you know two at once between the you know and he he was good so he made the team and he you know and this is right in desegregation they're busing in a lot of black people from the other side of town they're very good at basketball it's a miracle this what is this little guy doing he, he is the starting point guard on the team, and he begins to forget who he is. He forgets who his family is. He forgets his upbringing, and he begins to be intimidated. He begins to get manipulated to fit in to this basketball culture. He was what we would call clean, raised, separated, strict. His father was the preacher. He ended up becoming a drug addict. He ended up ruining his reputation, ruining his father's reputation. The church was right, I mean, right there. He ended up 
on the smoking wing with the Marlboro Reds and the Winston can cancer sticks and the uh, and then you had all those other guys cool the the menthol what we call it the tall what is it the tall boy I don't remember what it was the menthol and uh, so sad to me you know why I did it nobody put a head a gun to his head you do this or we're gonna no fear he did not fit in he was the weirdo he was the guy who didn't do all that stuff and so he was afraid and he began to partake in it I don't know what happened to him it's one of the sad sad uh stories that that I can bring from my uh my younger years so are we going to be hopelessly trapped snared by a feeling, a spirit, because if we do, just like if you have an injury in your body, it will restrict other parts of your body, the snare of the soul will keep God from doing what he wants to do in our life. You know how many people, they won't take a risk for God. They won't step out by faith. They will not believe God for a miracle. And so we say, well, we know that he could do no mighty works there. Why? Of their unbelief. You know what unbelief relates to? Fear. Not just absolute doubt or unbelief. They are afraid so God can't do what he would have done. They're snared. This affects every part of our life, our mental health, our spiritual health, our physical health. So, is it an, an imminent danger? Check it out. When you feel this haunting, buzzing, evil darkness of fear, is there something to be afraid of? Once you investigate, turn off the alarm. Don't think about it and keep your mind stayed upon him out of nowhere. Perfect peace will flood your soul. But the choice is ours. So are we going to be snared in our soul just like a person could be trapped? Uh, you know, we, we, I'm almost through, but you think about what the Bible calls a caged bird. It's very sad. A bird is to fly, and I, there's nothing wrong with having pets. I'm not saying that. But just think about a bird, and he just takes off, fly wherever he wants. Uh, recently at our place, the scissor tails showed up. I know they're in Oklahoma. I think it's the state bird of Oklahoma. But they always come down at this time of year. They're very aggressive. They fight each other. They're just flying wherever they want. And the Bible says the bird hasteth to the snare. He takes the bait, gets in the snare. He's trapped. He's put in the cage. The door is shut and locked. Oh, yeah, he has a little movement. He can flutter around in there, maybe hop from one stick to the next, you know. His freedom is limited. So let's pray that we could understand 
What are we really afraid of? And the more aware you become in your consciousness, God will reveal to you subtle fears that are stopping the work of God in your life. We need to be set free. Be of a good courage. Be not afraid. Jesus said, it is I. Be not afraid. All right, let's pray. Let's think about this. You know, I've been attacked by...